Welcome to episode 24 of Grow How Long Steak Mister. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. That does not sound like Halal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am Robert Stills, and sitting in this week for Miss Halal Echo Hawk is uh, Johnny Smith. What episode were you on? Uh, I want to say like. Six? <laughs> Six. Okay. Uh, we are recording to you from Seattle, Washington on beautiful South Lake Union in Studio 212. This is a production of Soundcasting Network. And yeah, hello's out this week. Johnny is in this week. What's Johnny up? might be in forever. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, once again, we're late with the show. Uh, I have conflicting schedules. Uh, you know, in the industry, sometimes uh, shit goes awry. Oh, yeah. Try oh, to yeah. fix it. I think we're going to move our release date to Thursdays uh, at the Soundcasting Network. It's getting pretty hectic up in here. Uh, it's getting popular, I guess. I what do you got say. going on? <laughs> I don't know. There's hella shows. But <laughs> as you can see on the board, the release date for Tuesdays is getting kind of lengthy. Uh, yeah. So maybe we'll push our back to Thursday. I don't know. So look forward to that, people out there in uh, the internet's world. Yeah, I guess. I've been the st- cloud. <laughs> the cloud out there. Yeah. So uh, usually, as you know, we start with uh, work updates. Um, I don't know. Usually I do ladies first. Uh, I feel bad for... Um, you know, slavery. <laughs> so <laughs> go ahead and say, uh, oh, gotta take it there. Johnny, please. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I work at chop shop, Seattle on Capitol Hill, 11th and Pike. And, uh, things are going well, you know, um, just took over the lunch program over there. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. You, last time I talked to you, you'd taken over the brunch program. Yeah. And now I'm the AM sous chef. So now you're the AM sous chef. And when did you start doing lunch? Uh, I want to say like a month ago. So, what time do you get in there? I get in around 6.30 in the morning. Damn, yeah. son. Yeah. Now you have a lady. What time does your lady get up? She gets up with me. We go to the gym at around 4.30 in the morning. Damn, Paul. Are you still going to that? Uh, no, Fancy one? No, no, you were going to like an old people's gym for a oh, while. Oh, yeah. I'm still going there and it's creepy. It's real <laughs> creepy. But do you go to a fancy one too now? No, it's the, it, the fancy one is the old people one. Oh. Because it has like steam rooms. But and I thought that was in, uh, you know, Rainier Beach. Oh, that one. <laughs> no, that one was just ratchet. And <laughs> yeah, that one uh, was not for me. And then I moved to Ballard. So I was like, well, might as well spend the money. Ballard is a neighborhood in uh, Seattle, Washington. Seattle, Washington, yeah. Nordic. Oh, yeah. Forget that you guys got listeners all over the place. Right? For dude. Sure. Shout out Australia. <laughs> We got like three listeners in Thailand. Hey, I'm thinking it's my homeboy, but he's who's been in Thailand for almost three years or Vietnam for like three years. And then he got his two other friends to listen. And then he got his homies to listen. Uh, But he's coming back next Tuesday. Shout out Jake Height. I don't know. I'd be trying to FaceTime him and shit, but whatever. Okay. uh, Me at work, man, I was talking to you about it on the way over here. I'm so frustrated at my work. Uh, yeah, man, it's when you're managing a manager and it gets annoying and you're not a manager. Yeah, it you know, I don't know, man. I just want I expect everybody to do their job. I well, especially if they're getting paid for, you know. I do I I do my job. I go above and beyond, you know. I'm always making jokes, but you know, you can never really catch me. I don't know, man. I I consistently try to get better. Uh, I feel like some people 
you know, get worse. I don't know. It's it's that it's that situation of A squad, B squad, C yeah. squad. You know, uh, we have an A squad there. We have a C squad there. We have a F minus. Well, at least you have enough cooks to do that. Because I have like bodies. I have like a B minus C plus <laughs> squad, and that's just general. B minus. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just, you know, whatever. We'll see how it turns out. We just hired somebody else. I got to train him. I'm working. I, I, wanna, I just feel like I sound like a baby, but I got to work five days. I mean, if you're actually working five days in the industry, you're like, what, 10 hours a day? Yeah, more than that. Yeah, then yeah, then that sucks. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, you know, I get in there eight to five, eight to four. Yeah, I'm scheduled for 40. And then I'm usually there 50, yeah, 50, 60 on my days off trying to just do stuff. We're trying to be positive uh, here on the Crow How Long Steak Mister because uh, everybody says I'm negative. I bitch about the industry all the time. But well, I, that's what this industry does to you. I, but I truly love the industry. Yeah, for sure. It's a love hate thing. Right, right. Um, it's like a really bad girlfriend <laughs> that you love so <laughs> much. So much. <laughs> All right. So today, since Johnny's here, we thought we'd do something fun. We haven't really done a list in a while and complained about things. So we're gonna we're gonna go over a list and uh, discuss some of the things on the list. I think it's a great list, uh, and I saw it a while ago. It came out came out early May. Uh, it's by Los Angeles Magazine. I thought it was LA Times, but whatever. And it is titled the 10 most annoying words and phrases on menus. And they're all ranked. <laughs> so basically, yeah, it's things you see on our phrases on menus that, uh, are annoying. Um, I don't agree with all of them, but we're gonna, we're gonna discuss part of them or some of them, maybe a little bit more in depth than others. <laughs> um, so Johnny, number 10, Number 10, unnecessary French words. Got that bass in your voice. Thank you. <laughs> unnecessary French words. Uh, I, I feel like the only time uh, French words are necessary on a menu is when you're at a French restaurant. Yeah, but even then, you're still confused. <laughs> you're like, what actually is cassoulet? Right? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's some stuff in this, uh, in this little uh article type deal that I don't know what those are. Can you uh, translate any of those? You? And, I, and I, tout par français un petit peu. You know what I'm I, I speak none, but when I see it on a menu, I can, you know, kind of figure it out. The most annoying thing ever is when you go to a French restaurant and you're with somebody that speaks French and the server speaks French too. And, and then they, they start talking to each other. they start talking to each other and they order for you. Like, oh, don't worry, I'll order. What are you having? This and that. And they order. I'm like, what the fuck did you just order me? <laughs> You know, it's like a secret code. I feel like that when I'm in South, like South America too. When I, but, like, uh, I'd like to order myself. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, they make a good point on here that um, you can charge at least twenty percent more uh, for yeah things, when you change the word when you change the word. So here in the article, they're talking about uh, haircut verts. <laughs> and, Is that uh, a skate move? I mean, that's what it sounds like when you. When, it's green beans. Yeah, in reality, it's just a green bean. And uh, they're really, really cheap. Yeah. You know? Um, probably going to cost a restaurant like 50 cents to put on a plate, but you're going to spend at least $3 on it. I mean, that that happens. I, you go to a nice uh, steak restaurant and you order the sides, you know, your lobster yeah. mac and cheese, yeah. your uh, frites, your pom <laughs> <palm> frites. <laughs> yeah. Pom puree, which is also in the article, or green beans, right? And they want to charge like nine dollars for, and there you're talking literally 
you have 10 fingers, there's 10 green beans on that plate. With a little bit of garlic. A little bit of garlic, <laughs> man. Maybe some jus. And uh, yeah, let's set you back $9. And that's and you're not even sharing that. And that's a cheap restaurant. Yeah. I know places that sell you for that for like 12 I mean, I had I paid $5 for green beans at uh, Manau. Manau, I haven't been there yet. It's like a little Thai street food place up on Capitol Hill. For sure. I mean, they charged, they charged five bucks for it, but it was decent. Pretty good. They didn't have a thing up on their wall that says, "How you like, how you like Manau." <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend had to read it to understand. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, that's good." I had to say it out loud to understand it because this is how you like Manau. Manau. Like that's uh, all right. <laughs> how you like Manau? Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I'm with it. Uh, be aware, people. Yeah, that French stuff. Don't let it trick you. Uh, another fun. I always do this. I help tell people to like play tricks on your server. Ask a server what they're. <laughs> and, like explain them like well why is it I mean, why is it in French what's the difference between mashed potatoes and watch the panic <laughs> go over their face like what's the difference between between uh, palm puree and uh, mashed potatoes uh, I need to go uh, ask the kitchen let me go speak with my chef <laughs> uh, so that's a good one uh, number nine Jonathan number nine number nine nonsensical menu categories <laughs> Okay, uh, so what they're talking about here is, uh, yeah, them breaking up the menu into certain sections. Uh, they said they blame it on Starbucks. I don't believe that. It's been going on for a long time yeah. uh, with the tall grande venti, but those are just different sizes. Yeah. Um, but they're more talking about your appetizer page, your entree page, and your dessert page. Um, but the annoying part of it is, yeah, the tiny temptations, mm-hmm. mouthfuls. The sweet stuff. <laughs> uh, I don't know necessarily. It depends what restaurant I'm at, whether I agree with this or not. Because if I'm drunk at 3 a.m. at a diner, I want to go right to the page that has my, you know, the sweet stuff. The sweet stuff. <laughs> or, you know, uh, well, there's some other sections on there that say like heavy stuff, put you, to, put you in a coma. <laughs> well, I always feel like when I see the word dessert or entree or appetizer, it's going to be more expensive. You know, then when you see the sweet stuff or mouthfuls, you know, those are tasty little bar treats that you can get for cheap. But uh, when I see dessert, I'm like, I'm going to spend twelve dollars on a piece of cake, <laughs> and it's going to suck. Yeah. So that one, I don't I, I don't it's kind of annoying, but it just depends what restaurant you're at. Yeah. Uh, now, number eight, uh, share plates, small plates and family style. I'd see I don't agree with this one either. I mean, I kind of agree with it, but at the same time, I'm like share plates and small plates when they're the same size. Yeah, oh okay. good. That's what I was going to say. That's exactly what I was going to say. That pissed me off. Yeah, man, uh, a small plate, that small plate better be hecka cheap yeah. and it better be like a bite size. Yeah, like a happy hour. Exactly. I'm down with that. Yeah. It's totally. Now, a shared plate, I want my shared plate to be fit like the size of family stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you should be able to share it. Actually yeah. Get a meal you should be it. able to share it. I let everybody have a taste of it. Uh, and then uh, family style? That's just like overindulgent. You know? Like, yeah. family style is like, I'm going to get Buca de Beppo, big ass pasta share with like 12 people and still have leftovers. Well, I, but there's not many restaurants that I go to that I see on the menu where it has family style on there as a section. No. You're Unless either eating family menu. style or you're not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you get a you don't get a choice. Which I love. I love going into a restaurant and eating family style. If you guys are listening and don't know what that means, that means you order one or two 
or two or three things from off the menu and they bring it to you in giant dishes and you pass it around as if you were at, I don't know why I'm explaining this to people. I'd think that they would understand that. But I feel like NACA does that on Capitol Hill. Yeah, there's a lot of places that do it. I've been to, um, Ethan Stoll does it at his restaurant sometimes. I th- want to say like once a month or twice a month. Um, yeah, they're, they're great deals too. Yeah. So if you see a place that does family style uh, dinners, that's usually a pretty good deal. Get a group of your friends, go out there and slam. Yeah. Or even family meals because those are like promotionals yeah. where it's off menu items. Most definitely. So um, I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with the presentation of when they bring it out yeah. to you. Um. Number seven, sir. Uh, foams and other magic tricks. I really, <laughs> really hate this section because this goes in the molecular gastronomy sort of side. What's your beef? Everybody wants to use like little tricks and tools and all this stupid shit. Like, oh, I'm going to put agar agar in this and like <laughs> make it stick together or like xanthan gum. And I'm like, That's, that is a chemical and you will taste that shit. Uh, it's, it's disgusting. Like no. I understand it. Like it makes things. Some of it's cool. really cool. Yeah, it's cool. But when I go out to eat, I'm not gonna pay for something that's like just because, as it says here, I I learned how to pour n- liquid nitrogen on something. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, they have a pretty good they have a pretty good uh, thing in here. I'll read it real quick. So they're basically saying. Um, so you got a hamachi crudo that's topped off with a vaguely citrus scented mound of shaving cream, right? Um, and then uh, they said, instead of doing that, uh, before every before every meal, why don't you just have the chef come out to your table, stare in your face, and say, I know how to pour liquid nitrogen all over stuff. <laughs> and then you can bow, and you can clap, and you can do whatever you want to validate their skills, and then uh, just, yeah, just eat regular. <laughs> I mean, I understand that when you do the molecular gastronomy, it's like a full experience. You get to sense it. And like do all that stuff, but at the same time, when I go out to eat, I'm just trying to smash. Yeah, but you get what you pay for. Yeah, you know true. what I'm saying? So if you're wanting a dining experience, I, I I'm cool with going doing nine course tasting menu. I mean, if it's on someone else's tab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do work in the the food industry, so we really can't afford. You know, half of those <laughs> half of those. If you work at a, a place that does gastronomy. Um, Half the people that work there can't afford to eat there. Yeah, and some of them are even working for free. Yeah, uh, or yeah, there to learn. Apprentices. It's a shame. Yeah. You get to try the stuff, you know, while you're at work. You get to taste it, but you don't get the experience. Yeah. You don't get it all up in your face. And I've been to fancy dinners like that. I mean, they're fun. But, on the other hand, if I see that shit on the menu... I know it's going to be a small portion. <laughs> You're paying for the experience. You're yeah. not paying for the content, the content of it. So be aware. Uh, and they do all sorts of small tricks to yeah. get you. It entices your people eat with their eyes. Yeah. So you see it on the menu. Ooh, what's that? I, I think I'll try that. And then you're like, what the fuck is that? Well, I might talk, we've talked about on the show before where you go to a fancy place and you eat and you drop, I don't know, 200, 250, 300 bucks. And you walk down and you're like, yo, let's go down the street and get something to eat. Let's go to the taco stand. It's true. I love it. It fucking man. pisses me off. <laughs> All right, Jonathan, uh, number six. Number six. Let me load this up real quick. I'm fucked up already. My phone is hella slow. <laughs> name dropping the farm. Yeah, name dropping the farm. Now, we live in Washington. 
So I don't know how this transpires uh, across the nation or the world. But we have a lot of local farms. We do have a lot, and we're fortunate. And so I don't necessarily agree with uh, if you do it too much. I think there's that episode of uh, Portlandia. <laughs> if you guys haven't watched Portlandia, it's a show on I, IFC. But uh, Portland is very similar. Similar? Similar. Similar to Seattle uh, in a lot of ways. And What's uh, the chicken's name? <laughs> yeah. What is, did, the ch- did the chicken lead a good life? <laughs> Uh, people do want to know that. I I I ask where the people where restaurants get their meat from, though. It's true, especially if it's poultry. Most deaf. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I definitely agree with this, but um, it will. It does. It does definitely change the price of your uh, food if the menu uh, is has certain names. Yeah, like if you were to say. If you had a charcuterie board and you're like with Zoe's meats, Zo- that shit is expensive, it's son. Expensive. Yeah, super it's really expensive. Look, quick story, real quick. We <laughs> we at the Honey Hole, right? We we proudly serve Zoe meats. Our bacon is from Zoe. Our ham, our salami. We caught this kid slicing up the. Oh, we have an automatic slicer, man, which is G. Nasty. Yeah, I'm spoiled. <laughs> uh, cutting up salami and then throwing away probably about, I want to say like 12 ounces, 10 ounces what? of Zoe meat. And I, and I was, what I was doing was I was saving it and then be like, yo, can I take this home? <laughs> and I like cube it up and then like pan seared yeah. or whatever, put it on. All sorts of bullshit, man. Pastas, put it on salads. That's good stuff. And I asked. But this kid threw it away, and I was like, and the owner saw it and was like, what the fuck? Because it gets too small. You can't handle it. And I was like, I'd, I'd be saving it. Like, <laughs> if I was you, I'd be freezing it. Like, put it in some soup. I don't know what you're going to do with it, man. Don't throw it away, though. But he told me the price of it, and I was like, get the fuck out of here. It's crazy. For a case of, oh, my Lord. That shit is the price of fucking gold <laughs> so yeah so expect to pay with some of those uh names come up on the menu uh especially if it's a well-known farm uh number five sir words that literally mean nothing <laughs> talking about uh, things like curated or uh artesian those sorts of things artesianal <laughs> curated what oh what was the word Natural, oh, hand, hand, select, hand selected, hand selected. So, <laughs> did you hear the episode where we went over? Um, we did the Brooklyn Bar menu generator. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of these words were, were on there. Yeah, it was agitated. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, they make a good point. Uh, hopefully, it's fucking natural. You know, uh, hand selected. I'm sure there's a pair of hands with a touch. It sometimes. It, hopefully, it was selected by a pair of hands. It could be a machine. You never know. Robots. Yeah. <laughs> the future. <laughs> artisanal. <laughs> I always get confused when I see artisanal. I'm like, what makes it so artisanal? They said that they're talking about natural. Um, they're trying to say that legislators are actually trying to ban ban uh, unnatural, you know. Lettuces? Yeah. They're trying to, that people are misleading customers by putting natural on, on stuff. And it's not natural. It's gen- genetically modified. So maybe we need that on the menus. I don't know. Uh, number four, sir. Uh, forged anything. Forged. 
Yes. So, like, if you were to go to... Forged? Foraged. So, if you go to the... You said forged. For, oh, I don't mean like... Like uh, Thor's hammer? Like Thor's hammer. <laughs> <laughs> we're making swords out here. No, foraged. So, like, if you go to the forest and you find... Yeah, it. explain what foraging is. So, when you forage something, you go to its natural place of inhabitants and you pick it from where it naturally grows. So, things like nettles or mushrooms, berries. <laughs> um, wild. Wild, yeah. It's not on farm, people. Yeah. It's it's fun and uh, think Bilbo Baggins <laughs> going through the Shire and finding some exotic uh, fruits and or wheatgrass or something. What do I don't even know? Right, I like wheatgrass. That's all right. Um, forged anything? Yeah, I mean it's another thing. Uh, <laughs> I mean I agree with it because you can get things it's dope grown in a greenhouse or you know under LED lights or something like that. So it is nice to know when someone is out there. Handpicking these, right? I mean, you. foraged. You know th- what that says to me is, you know, it's possible that a skunk has sprayed that, and or a bear has shit on it. <laughs> I mean, you know, you never. Sometimes you get pleasant surprises, like when I get my uh, pea vines in. You know, we have little ladybugs, right? Uh, wash your uh, wash your greens, man. Please, <laughs> uh, I always watch. My girlfriend has a habit of just anywhere we are, she picks wild greens. And just eats them. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And she's like, it tastes bad. Carrots from her own garden. Doesn't wash them. You don't know what's been in there. I mean, her own garden, I would assume she does. But <laughs> still, I'm like, you're not going to wash that off, girl? The raccoons, man. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Foraged. Uh, foraged anything. I like foraging for stuff. But once I think these are all things on a menu to bring the price up. Well, also to entice the customer, too, because they feel like they are uh, getting more of an experience, I guess, because they see this stuff on TV. I want to talk to some of my other friends about some of these on this list and f- see how they feel about them, because some of them I'm okay with. Um, and, and, I'll, and also, I have a weird trust issue with kis- kitchens. I was talking to somebody today about I have a major problem with eating raw raw vegetables or raw fruit from a restaurant because I don't see it. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know who works in that kitchen. That's true. Uh, I do have a major issue. So if it's not cooked up to a certain temperature, I really can't, I really don't trust it. I don't know. That's just me. Uh, Number three, sir. Uh, Deconstructed things. (laughs) Will you explain what that is? Deconstructed is uh, like if you were to do something as, in the French term, a Napoleon style. (laughs) So you like, let's say you have a s'mores and, you know, you have the chocolate, the uh, marshmallow. Everybody does those stories, right? Yeah. You crush it together and you smash it in your mouth. It's easy. If you go to a restaurant, they'll have like a, like, um, what is it? A meringue puree spread that's been blowtorched and then a chocolate tort cake on the side with a graham cracker crumble that goes across the top. It's like, you know, unnecessary things. It's basic stuff. It's basically just say your your uh, your chef's version of uh, di- a dish. Yeah. Of, uh, why why fix a broken record? I think it's because it's putting a new take on something that's comforting. You know, um, deconstructed pot pie. That sounds stupid. <laughs> Yeah, but they, they, you know, they, there's all sorts of uh, tuna. One of our guests in here, we remember he did the deconstructed uh, ballpark hot dog. there's all sorts of silly ways you can do it Uh, there's some pretty interesting ways that people come up with uh, doing deconstructed dishes that are very interesting yeah totally so um, I think maybe you should uh, figure out a way to describe the dish a little bit better uh, come up with a new name for it instead of just calling it deconstructed 
That's true. But also, when you say something's deconstructed, you're not trying to pull the... Um, the wool over people's eyes? Exactly. Yeah. Took That's the true. words right on my mouth. <laughs> I was trying to figure out if I was going to say it the correct way. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, sometimes if you do a certain way, you, the, people eat the food. Um, this reminds me of something. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, they just took a dish and just uh, played it a different way. So, yeah. Uh, number two, sir. Number two. Single word dish descriptions. <laughs> Single word dish descriptions. I'll have the beef. <laughs> How was that beef cooked? <laughs> Just silly. Yeah. So um, I've been, I've seen it plenty of times at restaurants. I see it all the time, and then it confuses you. So, and but I think it kind of like makes you talk to the server. And so the server has to explain, engage. yeah, engage you. And so maybe they have to be more on their game. But, but most servers are just like uh, have been drinking <laughs> on shift. Oh, shit, I shouldn't shit on front of the house. Uh, and or like, smoking weed out back. Uh, you know, hitting hitting off the hitting the quad. <laughs> the quad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, man, that's a good that's a good point. <clears throat> I'm not a front of the house kid, but. But I also, you know, I agree with it sometimes because it has in here, uh, it says like the flavor of autumn and somebody be like, well, what the fuck is the flavor of autumn? But that gives the chef, um, the ability to do whatever, whatever the hell he wants. Like it could be a butternut squash, something that's true. And also, you know, if your menu is rotating so much, you know, you're going to have a beef dish on that menu. You're going to have a chicken dish on that menu. You're going to have a pasta. Yeah. That's the thing. You have to ask, like, what kind of pasta is it? <laughs> well, like on, on my brunch menu, I have a stuffed crepes dish, and it says seasonal syrup. Oh, that's another fucking one, seasonal. <laughs> seasonal selections, right? Well, whatever's in season, you never I, know. What the fuck? Is it going out of season or is it coming in season? I don't know that. Well, it depends on what's going on. But you never know, because sometimes, like, at the restaurant, I have uh, vendors who come in randomly, and they're like, check out these morale right? mushrooms. Right, which is dope. Or yeah. they hold stuff to the side for you. Exactly. And then you're like, well, I guess I want to fuck with it today. I'm telling you, man, go into your restaurants, make friends with some <laughs> the sous chefs there. Johnny, you work in an open kitchen, so yeah. you got some regulars there. You talk oh, totally. To. Tons of them. Michael Bennett was in there. Go Seahawks. Yeah. Woo woo. Hawks. Yeah. And uh, and uh, Cliff. Uh, Huxtable? No, <laughs> Cliff Avril. That's his name. He's the defensive end. Right. what they eat? Too much. Uh, <laughs> they got like the brisket on a biscuit, the omelet. They got, uh, what else did they get? Oh, they got the chop shop breakfast, which has a pork chop and potatoes and eggs and toast. That's what's up. Then they asked for dessert at the end, too. And I was like, we don't do dessert. You guys don't do dessert? Not, not for brunch. We have pastries, but I hooked it up. So. Uh, all right. Good job. All right. And last but not least, which we're going to delve into a little bit more. Menu substitutions politely declined. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like I like this one. I, I like that. I think unless unless you have an allergy. Yeah, unless you have an allergy, menu substitutions are definitely a pain in every kitchen's ass. But what about when it's on a menu? Uh how do you feel when you see it on a menu? See that they're declined or that you can? That they're no, that they're declined. Um 
You know, for me, I don't really care because I don't really modify many things when I go out. But neither, neither do I. You know, um, at people, a sandwich shop, yes, yeah, I'll modify it, and it's the bane of my existence. Yeah. When I eat a whole entire sheet and it doesn't resemble anything on the menu, yeah. it's been modified so heavily. They uh, what really pisses me off is when they want to take the set for the beef dish and exchange it with the set for the chicken dish. <laughs> that, like that completely is a different dish. That's not the same thing. Or when they say, I can't eat onions or meats or beans, but can I? Oh, actually, no, this this is a better example. So we do a chopped salad at the restaurant and it has like salami and white beans and yeah. onions and chicken and all this stuff. And somebody comes up and they're like, um, so I can't eat kale, which is goes as the base of the salad. I can't eat kale. I can't eat onions or beans. Um, I also can't eat pork. Um, but I want the chopped salad. Look, I I know, but you have to think about like you got to think about the customers. You I mean, know that the, you can polite, you can tell them this. You don't have to put it in writing. Yeah, that's true. You're supposed to train your servers. Or train your servers are supposed to be people, pe- uh, people, person, people, people, person, people, person, people, person. personable, personable. Yeah. yeah. So they're supposed to be able to talk to these people and explain to them. I think it's just rude because you never know what somebody's going to ask for. If yeah, you just true. make a broad statement that says uh, making no substitutions. Yeah, I wouldn't it's put fucking that. Rude. I, I wouldn't put rude. it on my menu. Yeah, it's definitely pretentious. But at the same time, if someone goes over the top and your server doesn't say anything, and then you get that ticket with the red with the red words, oh, almost dead, <laughs> most dead. So that's you, that's also how you know when your printer tape is getting low. Yeah, that's that, true. That, that red is not coming through very well. But for those of you who don't know what the red words are, that's uh, the modifications. So uh, on every ticket, you get black words, which are the actual menu item, and then uh, sometimes you get. Uh, these these little red marks underneath those <laughs> those black words. So they stand out, <laughs> and they're like, uh, "Well done, steak." Oh, good uh, lord, murdered. No dairy. Yeah. No gluten. And I, I'm down. I'm I'm do, I'm totally down. We talked about this on the show one time too. If you have a gluten allergy or a dairy allergy mm-hmm. or something like that, call ahead to the restaurant. Oh yeah, totally. And let them know ahead of time, and the, somebody might take it upon themselves to specially prepare you something because maybe they have maybe they're allergic to dairy totally. maybe somebody in their family they might know something or a trick to to make a dish the you know with your specifications to it so if you let them know ahead of time they will go above and beyond yep. to help you out uh, just don't fucking blow it up on them say i have a gluten allergy i have a dairy allergy i am uh you know pescatarian who um, only eats rice on Thursdays. You know, I get it. <laughs> all sorts of bullshit you get. No, and a lot of restaurants actually, when you make reservations, they have sections for special requests. And, you know, if you are to say a vegan will be attending or a vegetarian, they're more than likely to get into special products specifically to make a a new dish. Exactly. So yeah, that's going to bring us into the list. Uh, I thought that'd be a fun introduction to bring Johnny into the studio, just go over the list and kind of hear his um, commentary on some of those things on the menu. Oh, thank you. It was fun to be here. Uh, we're going to be diving into more things. Uh, let me know if you agree with anything or I fucked up or Johnny fucked up. Mostly Johnny. Uh, email yeah. us at girlhowlongsteak, Mr. That's Mr. MR um, at gmail.com. Uh, we're going to go to our ingredient of the week. Asparagus. <laughs> yeah, asparagus. It's in season. It's delicious. I'm, we haven't done it yet. 
No, and uh, I mean, if you live in Washington, then you can get it locally. Right, you know, all day. We're spoiled. Yeah, We're really spoiled. Really spoiled. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Johnny. Let me take the easy one. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna go. I'll go last, uh, and I'll let Johnny do the do the better one. Uh, well, mine isn't even that hard either when you actually break it all down. But I'm gonna do an asparagus soup. Uh, you can do this chilled or hot. It's delicious chilled. It's delicious chilled, especially on a hot, hot day. But uh, what you do is you break down your asparagus. So um, you want to chop your asparagus up to the way the green turns into purple and save those ends. And you're going to turn that into a stock. Just take those ends, put it in with some water, boil it up. And uh, as that's going, you're going to take your tops of your asparagus and you're going to cook that down with a quick little mirepoix. So celery, onions, carrots. Um, You're going to sweat that. So no color, you know, a little bit of butter. Translucent. Yeah, translucent. Um, Make it taste good. Season it with a little bit of salt. Um, After you... Make it taste good. (laughs) Great tip. Well, you know, other some people like, you know, different things in there. Items, whatever. Exactly. But, uh, you know, after your um, asparagus gets all cooked down and nice and sweated, you're going to emulsify that. So you're going to pour in your asparagus stock. Um, and then you're going to cook that for a little bit longer, bring it up to a boil, let it simmer for a second. I'd say around 20 minutes, um, not even 20 minutes. I'd say like 10 minutes at the most. Um, and then you're going to blend it up in the blender. Uh, what I like to do is I like to strain the liquid from the, the solid mass. Um, that way you can either make it a little bit soupier or you can make it a little bit chunkier, whatever you want to do. But, um, in a, a Roboku or a Vitamix, so a blender. What about one of those sticks? An immersion blender works. An immersion blender? Yeah, definitely. Um, I like using a Vitamix because it has a faster blade. We talk about this on the show. Most people can't afford a Vitamix. You That's, got one at your house? I don't. Well, my girlfriend does, so yeah, but, I'll just be like, <laughs> let me go to your crib. Okay. Making all sorts of bullshit over there. But uh, yeah, after you do that, um, you blend it all up and strain it through a sieve and um, make sure you get all those chunks out. And uh, make it real nice and smooth. Real smooth. Real smooth. And then at that very, very end, after you're all done, you'll hit it with a little bit of cream, heavy cream, and just give it that light little color. And um, you can either heat that back up or you can put it in the refrigerator, walk in, whatever. And uh, Hit it cold with zest and lemon over it. Yeah, zest and lemon. I like to shave some fresh asparagus on top. Right. There you go. Yeah, money. creme fraiche, you know. Money. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going with a simple uh, grilled asparagus, uh, but what I'm going to recommend is blanching the asparagus. So you're going to bring some water up to a boil, uh, throw your whole asparagus in there for what? Yeah, two minutes. Yeah, two to two two minutes. Uh, I would say no more than three minutes, depending on how you like how al dente or uh, firm or. soft you like your asparagus i'm gonna say the raw or the better yeah uh but before you do that you're gonna want to turn your grill on (laughs) to uh hell temperature (laughs) so we want that thing hot you're looking like 500 degrees blast i want it blasting hard uh you're gonna oil it before uh so nothing sticks to it yeah get that thing going nice and hot blanch your stuff pull it out uh ice bath 
if you can, uh, just uh, get some ice water ready. Uh, throw your asparagus in there to stop it from cooking. And then you're going to take it and toss it on the grill for fuck quick. Yeah. Uh, just you want to just get some nice char, some really, really good char on there, some blackness. Watch it. Don't turn your back on it. <laughs> Flip it over once, maybe twice, if that. You're going to pull it off there, set it to the side. I'd say squeeze some lemon juice on top oh, of it. Always, always. Um, fresh, fresh, squeeze, lim- fresh squeezed lemon juice. Um, and then I'm going to say take some garlic aioli, mm. put some dollops on, put a nice big dollop on there, yep. uh, hit some breadcrumbs over top of it, and boom, you have an amazing side dish for uh, whatever dish you'd like. You can even do that family style. <laughs> <laughs> or you can make it a small plate. <laughs> Asparagus Napoleon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's going to be uh, episode 24 of Grill How Long Steak, Mr. Thank you, Johnny, for being in the studio. Thanks for having me. Uh, our social media is going to be Grill How Long Steak, Mr. on Facebook. It's going to be at Grill How Long Steak, Mr. on Instagram. Our Twitter's is going to be... Uh, I don't know what our Twitter is. I can't remember. Hello usually does that. Probably grill how long steak myth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, I'd like to thank uh, the Soundcast Network for hosting us and uh, Studio 212 for letting us record here. And I want to thank everybody for listening. Sorry we're late again. And uh, we will see you people next week. See ya. Grill, how long steak, mister? Five minutes out. Eat a dick, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>